Hallelujah. We have been uh, working on a series on the, on the midweeks. Um, well, just uh, put our uh, opening verse. It's uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, please. Put that up there if you will. Praise the Lord. And 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11 says, Now all these things happened to them, talking about the children of Israel in context, uh, as examples, okay, um, they were written for our admonition or our teaching or instruction, that word means, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. And all it's saying is that there are things that happen in their life that we can take note of and use it as an example. And you know and I know uh, not everything necessarily talked about there was always a positive thing. There were some things that happened there that wasn't so positive, amen, but it still became an example to you and me. Amen. So, uh, you know, these things happen to them as examples. Uh, scripture also talks about uh, types and shadows and things that you see in the Scripture and the Old Covenant, things that become a type or a shadow of things to come, uh, examples, uh, you know, uh, that could be good, that could be bad. Uh, but regardless, it shows you uh, some things. You learn some things, glean some things. And, of course, it's for our teaching or our admonition, praise God, uh, that these things have been said and have been shared with you and me. And so uh, what we've done uh, on the midweek service, at least my time with you, um, talking about really some of our patriarchs of faith, um, some of our that, that, that cloud of witnesses, so to speak, um, you know, men and women of God that have done great things, uh, you know, that were examples to you and me. Uh, they, you know, did some great things, had a few mistakes here and there, but we can learn from all of it. And so we started with, uh, with David, talking about some things about David's life. And uh, I, uh, I don't know how many weeks we've been on this. Let me, maybe let me take a look here and see. Uh, but uh, we probably, I don't know, one, two, three, maybe four weeks we've been on this, five weeks now. Um, but uh, last week we talked about a warrior mentality. Uh, we talked about the week before that about a, being a difference maker. And these are the things about David's life. Um, talked about really just, uh, you know, a man that was after God's own heart. In fact, um, why don't we, um, I'm going to go ahead and turn. I know I didn't give, give him this reference, but I'm going to turn to it anyway. And um, we've seen both examples of it, both in uh, Acts 13 and also in 1 Samuel 13. Uh, God talking about David and said that he was he, that God was had sought for a man uh, uh, for himself a man after his own heart it said so the Lord had sought for himself a man after his own heart and the Lord had commanded uh, him to be commander over his people praise God and that was talking about David and of course he was uh, referred to as a man after God's own heart in Acts 13 also so, so anyway the point is <clears throat> what I felt like with the thing about David is fine. Find those qualities, for the most part, those qualities that would make you or me a person after God's own heart. And that's what I kind of think about David's life. A lot of the things that you glean, you can kind of use them as, uh, you know, as examples that, uh, that we can take and run with that would uh, give us a heart after God's own heart. Amen? And uh, so today I'm going to talk about a thing called praise and pursuit. And how many know David was a praiser? Uh, come on. And David was always in pursuit of God. And so I wanted to, to do that today. 
Um, we'll hope, I don't know if we'll get through it all today. I hope we do, but uh, if we don't, then oh well. But uh, we're going to go to Psalms 34. And for the most part, um, we're going to have a lot of references uh, throughout the course of this out of Psalms, some things out of First uh, and Second Samuel. But uh, we're going to kind of uh, jump into Psalms 34, which was a uh, Psalm of David. Um, and so um, we're going to just kind of, I think what we're going to do here and kind of what I felt in my heart, we're just going to take it verse by verse a little bit and uh, kind of glean some stuff and then go from there just showing some examples in David's life. Um, how many know David was a good praiser? Yeah. And, uh, he was a praiser. He was a worshiper of God. Amen. And so uh, Psalms 1, or probably 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Everybody say, I will. That's a choice of your own will, isn't it? You know, uh, you know, in Psalm, was it Psalms 103? So I will, I, I will bless the Lord. Amen. Oh my, or bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, that was a, a choice. He commanding his will to to, to bless God regardless of how it looked, regardless of what he felt like, regardless of what people were doing. Uh, he said, I, I choose to bless God anyhow. Amen. Amen. And so here he's kind of see the same thing. I will bless the Lord at all times. Not just, uh, not just when it feels good. I said, not just when it feels good. Let's try that one more time. Not just because it feels good. Amen. You'll find that in those moments that you don't feel like praising God, it's probably the time you need to be praising God. You know, and once in a while we kind of joke around and I say, you know, praise the Lord, that's just good doctrine. You know, no matter how you cut it, praising God's just good doctrine. Amen. Amen. If you don't know what else to do, just start praising God. That, that, there you go. Hallelujah. So, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth, praise God. I will bless the Lord. Now, let's just take a look at uh, what's going on. I'm going to talk about really, in a sense, a new level of praise, uh, stepping up into a new level of praise. So um, that's kind of the angle I'm coming at it, so hopefully it works here. Um, the word bless here is a word that speaks of thanksgiving, speaks of an act of adoration, and it speaks of enthusiastic gratitude. Everybody say enthusiastic. <laughs> enthusiastic gratitude. Amen. Uh, the word praise in the same verse uh, means laudation. It just speaks about celebration or to make a show. And get this, it actually uh, defines it as, in, in a sense, to appear foolish. Well, how I many know David probably was a pretty good example of that? <laughs> Put uh, 2 Samuel 6 up on the board, if you would. Hallelujah. Verse 14, this is that when now the, the Ark of the Covenant's coming into town, uh, you know, after that whole uh, thing that was happened, and here he is now finally getting a chance to bring the Ark of the Covenant into town, and, and, and David's dancing out in front of it, praise God. He's all excited. Amen. It says, then David danced before the Lord with all his might. Everybody say, with all his might. Hallelujah. David danced before the Lord with all his might. Now, how many know that probably just wasn't a toe tap? Come on, right? Come on now. I mean, with all his might. I mean, he was getting into it. Amen. And David was wearing a linen ephod. In other words, he's basically dancing in his underwear. Come on now. Now, I'm not asking any of you to do it. Please don't. Do that at home. Amen. Don't do it here. Uh, that's fine just for the sake of everybody else. Praise the Lord. But uh, you can dance in your underwear all you want to at home. Amen. 
But uh, we see here he's dancing with the, uh, before the Lord. Amen. Everybody say before the Lord. Amen. He's doing it as unto the Lord. He's doing it before the Lord. Amen. He, he don't really care what anybody else is thinking right now. And when you kind of look at that, that's kind of uh, kind of what he brings forth here in that first verse there, uh, you know, to make a show or appear foolish, but it's an enthusiastic gratitude that's coming out. And that's what we're seeing in David. David was a, a, a perfect example of that, a man that was grateful for what God was doing. He was excited about the fact that the Ark of the Covenant was now basically home. Praise God. So he's excited. Amen. And there was this enthusiastic gratitude. Amen. And he didn't care if he appeared to be foolish. Are you still with me? Now, we know people thought there was obviously somebody that thought he was being foolish. Let's kind of read on here. Verse 15. So David uh, uh, and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. So there's nothing quiet about it. Amen. He's dancing with all his mouth. They're all shouting unto God. The trumpets are blaring. Praise God. Verse 16. Let's see here. So now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, uh, Michal, uh, Saul's daughter, looked through a window. Now this, of course, is, is his wife, but it's, it's, it's the one uh, from Saul's household, right? Uh, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. So again, just another example of it obviously uh, wasn't uh, some lightweight toe-tapping thing. This boy was getting into it. Am I right? Hallelujah. Now, obviously, now listen, uh, it's, it's obviously something that, that blesses God. Amen. Now, everybody's going to be in a different place with these kind of things. You know, you start talking about whirling and dancing. Not everybody's going to jump right in there usually. But, uh, but I think if you, uh, the more you, you get into the things of God, the more you move closer to Him, the tighter you get with God, the more you move. Come on. And uh, I just think it's true. And and uh, again, I'm not going to command anybody to have to leap and whirl uh, by any means. But, uh, um, you know, uh, whenever I get involved in it, I kind of enjoy it. It always helps me out. Amen. Even when I got a lot of heavy stuff weighing on me, uh, I don't, I, I'll just get into a, a praise and, and I'll go in my garage or my shop and start praising God. Amen. And, uh, you know, or if I'm down here, I might do that. Amen. Uh, years ago, you know, I've shared the testimony of how I got free from, uh, you, know, uh, you know, a thing that was kind of bogging me down with uh, some situations that happened with some people and, and uh, you know, everything in you wanted to quit and, and uh, you know, you wanted to uh, get upset and worked up about stuff and the Spirit of God just, you know, showed me out of Luke 6 that uh, you got to begin to praise and, and leap for joy. And when I began to do that, that old mess just started falling off, praise God. And it wasn't long, uh, and I was free from all that stuff that held me captive for, literally, uh, some of that stuff had held, ca held me captive for about three years. It was just this ongoing thing. It just bogged my tracks. And um, uh, so anyway, it was, uh, you know, when, I, when, when that revelation came alive, and, of course, I was in uh, some meetings that he, he, you know, somebody read through that, and he said, there's your answer. And, uh, and that's what it was, to begin to leap for joy. Amen. And when I began to do that and praise God, all of a sudden that mess fell off just like in a matter of hours. It was gone. So it pays to praise God. Come on, somebody. And so we're talking about a new level of praise. And I think, you know, in all honesty, um, you know, where are you at with your praise? Amen. And I just kind of put with this one, uh, you know, raising our appreciation. So maybe I should say it that way. So where are you at with your appreciation with God? Are we raising the bar, so to speak? with our appreciation. 
Amen. We're talking about a new level of praise. Amen. And it's going to start with, with a new level, so to speak, of appreciation. Are you grateful for what God has done? Yes. See, David was grateful, praise God. So let's go back to that verse. What is it, verse 16 again? Uh, there it is. And so, uh, so she's looking and she's watching him dance down the street. And she's obviously, you know, not, not happy about it. So the word says she despised him. That's pretty serious. It wasn't, it wasn't really just that she got, you know, a little bummed out, maybe a little embarrassed. I mean, obviously she got bummed out and obviously she got embarrassed uh, about him. But the word says that she despised him. That's pretty serious stuff. I mean, that's kind of, you know, you know what I mean. That's kind of crossing the line, so to speak, you know, in your heart. Uh, so let's jump down to, I don't know what verse I gave you, Kelly. It was like verse 22. Is that right? There it is. Uh, so, uh, of course, you know, he, has, uh, he gets, gets home. She confronts him, all upset about, you know, him embarrassing him himself and embarrassing her, so to speak. And, you know, and he, he didn't think anything about it. And so he said this, I will be even more undignified than this. He said, In other words, you think that's bad, lady. You ain't seen nothing yet. Right? That's what he's saying here. And I will be humble in my own sight, uh, but as for the maid servants, in other words, he said, you know, you're, you're making a spectacle of yourself in front of all these ladies. Uh, he said, but, but as for them of whom uh, you have spoken by them, I will be held in honor. And, that's, and they did. They, they actually saw him, a man that lived what he, what he said. Come on, somebody. He loved God. He honored God. He appreciated God. He was grateful, praise God. And it was obvious. Amen. He wasn't doing it to show off. He wasn't doing it to be seen by everybody. He was doing it as unto the Lord. So uh, the first thing is really just raising our appreciation, learning how to praise God with a enthusiastic gratitude. Amen. Even if at times it appears to be foolish. Nothing wrong with that. Amen. Come on now. All right. Well, that one went over like a lead balloon. Let's try another one here. Let's go to verse 2 of uh, Psalms 34, please. All right. It says this, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. Amen. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. So I'm going to take this word here, magnify. Verse 3, there you see it, the word magnify. It just means to, it means to stack up to heap up or enlarge, okay? Now, this is what it means. It means to accumulate and to list the good. So, in other words, we're talking about what he's talking about, stacking up, heaping up. He's talking about coming up with all the things, amen, that, that, that really what it means is to boast, amen. So, he's, he's, he's enlarging his list to boast, God, uh, boast about God, amen, not about himself, but about God, all right? So, he's, he's coming up with things uh, you know, that's what it means, to magnify, amen, the Lord, amen, magnify, praise God. The word exalt in that same verse means to promote, to raise up, or to make taller, or to hallow His name, okay? So, uh, you know, we can uh, think of all kinds of verses, start jumping out at you at this uh, concerning that, but it means that really this magnifying the Lord is referring to increasing uh, our boasting. So, uh, so we're talking about raising our appreciation. Here we're talking about increasing our boasting. So what I did is I just put, uh, I put uh, 2 Samuel 22, uh, another uh, thing that David uh, spoke about, wrote about. I think actually it's, it's uh, uh, listed uh, as Psalms, I think like Psalms 18, I believe, uh, but it's, it's, it's printed here in, in 2 Samuel 22. 
It says, Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song uh, on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Verse 2, and it says this, And he said, okay, here's what he's saying, The Lord is my rock. So what's he doing? He's coming. There's a, really what we have here is a list. We have a list of things we can brag about God on. He's my rock. Amen. He's my fortress. Amen. He's my deliverer. Amen. How many things could you, how many things could you say? You know what I'm saying? This is what we're talking about. See, to, to, to stack up, to make a list. What, what could you say of God? What could you begin to brag about God on? What could you get, begin to say about God? I mean, if we're going to raise our level of praise, amen, then one of those things is we got to start, we ought to be able to say, this is what God is to me. You know, uh, when Jesus was walking uh, down the road and the posse's with him and they're all kind of going around, he just, just starts talking. He says, you know, uh, what's the word out there? What are they saying about me? You know, uh, you know what, what are they saying? Well, you know, some say you're a great guy and a miracle worker and the prophet of God and, uh, you know, John the Baptist raised from the dead. I mean, they had all kinds of weird stuff people say, you know, but, but all kinds of good stuff that's being said. Then he said, he said, okay, what about you, though? Who am I to you? Everybody else is saying this, they're saying that, saying this, some are right, some are wrong, but they're all, they all got their word, what they think. What about you? You know, put them on the spot. Who am I to you? You know, what am I to you? How do you see me? Well, of course, Peter pipes up, you're the Christ, right? You're the anointed one. You're the Christ, the son of a living God. Woo! He gets a pat on the back, gets a star, gets a smiley face. Woo! Amen? Well, he didn't always get the smiley face, but he did that time, didn't he? Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. But David, he's talking here, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and this is really a psalm, again, that, that goes into, I believe it is Psalm 18, I believe it is. But listen to that second uh, verse again. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Now, this is his psalm, right? Verse 3, please. All right? The Lord, my God, or probably the God of my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation. Amen. Come on, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You, Hallelujah! You save me from violence. Praise God. He just starts going on, right? Verse four. Praise God. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall, so shall I be saved from my enemies. Praise God. Now all you got is a list there, stacked up list of what he appreciates, amen, about his God, how he sees his God, what he's thankful about, praise God, how God, you know, something he can brag about God, amen. So what kind of list do you got? Amen. See, sometimes we, sometimes all we can think about is our list of things ain't going right. Now, we all could, you know, take some time and maybe we can make a list of something we wish was better or, or was different or, or, you know, didn't happen or should happen. We could, you know, but, but in all honesty, what we need to be doing, if we're going to go to a new level, so to speak, of praise to have a heart after God's heart, then we got to be able to have a list Amen, that it rolls up in us, praise God. When you start, when somebody says, who's God to you? Well, you want to go, how much time you got? 
Well, we'll just get started, and you tell me when you've had enough. Amen. And just start going. Amen. What God is to you. Amen. He's your healer. He's your deliverer. He's your righteousness, your sanctification, uh, your peace, your, the joy. Your, his, his joy is your joy. Pray. Hallelujah. I mean, he's my all in all. He, hallelujah. He's my righteousness. He's my sanctification. Hallelujah. He's everything to me. Praise God. Amen. Well, pastor, that's kind of a, you know, it's a little too emotional for me. Well, I think we need to step up to a new level then. Amen. You know, it always amazes me. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, I guess I'm kind of an emotional person. I'm not, uh, you know, lean. I don't lean on my emotions. But, you know, I get into stuff and enjoy stuff. And I like to praise God. And I like to, you know, look at cool things and go, whoa, that's awesome. I like to watch a good football game once in a while and, cheer on my team and get mad when they're not winning. <laughs> Come on. I've had more of that in the last few years than anything. But anyway, that's another story. That's depressing. But anyway, the point is, you know, I, I get emotional. I, I don't have any problem, you know, talking to the television. Because, you know, I'm, I say that because some people say, I just don't like to get emotional. Say, so I've seen you talk to your television. <laughs> I've seen you get emotional. I've seen you at the ball game. Come on now. I've seen you dealing with your kid outside. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm not down on you. I'm not, not upset. I'm just saying it. Uh, you know, it's amazing what, what we don't have a problem getting emotional with. Amen. Are you still with me? So all I'm talking about is, uh, you know, we're talking about a man here that, that had a love for God. And, uh, you know, he was, he was emotional when it came time uh, to his God. When it came time to singing and worshiping God and praising and, and thanksgiving. And uh, he got emotional. Amen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. Now, again, I'm not asking everybody to live by your emotions and be, you know, always be, you know, drug under, uh, under the, uh, the control of your emotions in the sense of, you know, when something bad happens or nothing. But, but I think, you know, when you start to praise God and to think about your God, it, we ought to see a little bit of a rise in you. Well, he's, God's good. Yeah, well, he's, he does some good things once in a while. You know, every now and then, you know, I, I like it when he blesses my family and does some cool things at church. And, you know, he's good. Did you want to receive the Lord? <laughs> right? You just depressed him. Amen. Come on, somebody. But you get a little, you know, a little, yeah, man. They're like, ooh, this guy believes this. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Increase our boasting in God. Amen. Let's go back to Psalm 34. Let's look at some more here. Psalm 34. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 4. It says this, I sought the Lord, and he heard me, praise the Lord, and delivered me from all my fears, praise God. They looked to him. And were radiant, and their faces uh, were not ashamed, praise God. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. 
The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Praise God. Now, granted, there's, there's all kinds of things we could pull out of here, but I, I kind of got to defining this. Look at the word sought in verse 4. I sought the Lord. Okay, it just means to frequent uh, or to follow for pursuit or to search. Okay, refers to one, two, that would seek in order to ask, inquire, or question. So we're talking about somebody that's, I sought the Lord. In other words, I, I, you know, when somebody says, I'm seeking God, well, then they should be seeking God, right? I mean, they ought to be moving toward God to get answers or, or to get a solution or to get clarity or to get direction or, uh, or to it's whatever, you know. And uh, so this is talking about I, I sought God. In other words, I'm going after God. I'm, I'm, I'm in this case, uh, giving him as much attention as I can to grab anything I can grab. Amen. The word looked in verse 5. Are you doing okay? Am I boring you with this or not? I just think there's so many cool things in this. Uh, the word look means to scan intently, to behold, or to consider. Now listen, this word here means to look from something towards something else. So it kind of fits, kind of, we were talking about focus, you know, here uh, on, the, on a Sunday service. Uh, but focus is just as much as about what you're not looking at as what you are looking at. So if you're going to focus on the Lord, that means you're not going to be distracted with everything else, right? Come on. And I'm not going to preach Sunday's message again, but, uh, but this is kind of what he's talking about. He's talking about he, he's, he's seeking God. He sought the Lord. He's looking to the Lord. In other words, I'm putting all my attention right there. That's what I'm going to do. Amen. My attention's going here. All this other stuff's happening, but my attention's right here. Amen. Because he's going to give me clarity. He's going to give me direction. He's going to show me what to do. Amen. Amen. Now, I think I gave, uh, what did I give for that reference? Is it Psalms, uh, pardon me, 1 Samuel 30? Is that what it is, Kelly? 1 Samuel 30? And we did talk about this. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago, maybe it was? And uh, this is when, remember, they came back to Ziklag and the city's burned down. And, uh, you know, the boys are all wanting to kill David. You know, what did he do? He was with them, right? But it doesn't matter. Somebody needs to pay for this. So, the, you know, uh, so anyway, he, the word said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And then verse 8 said, and so David inquired of the Lord. This is kind of that same word there, to inquire of the Lord. In other words, I'm coming to him for an answer. I'm looking to him. I don't need an answer from anybody else right now. If I look over here to the boys, all I want to do, all I want to do is be depressed. If I look at the fact that I'm missing all my family right now, I'm just going to be all upset and worked up. So I'm going to focus on you, put my intention on you, look to you. I sought the Lord. Why? Because I need an answer. I need clarity. I need direction. And, of course, here the Lord said, pursue. Go after him. Amen. And, of course, we took time and we ministered all through all that. I think it was last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Praise the Lord. Amen. So uh, uh, we're looking at uh, several things here. Our appreciation ought to be kind of climbing. Our boasting of the Lord ought to be increasing, right? We ought to be probably giving God a little bit more attention. Come on. Now listen, the whole thing's about a new level of praise, right? So there's all kinds of things that, ways that you can be, you know, uh, give God praise. You know, just giving God your attention is huge. Try that again. Just giving God your attention is huge. 
Because most people are so distracted with the course of their day, the only time they even think about God is when they go back to church. That's the truth. Now, remember, I'm, I'm, I know I'm talking to my Wednesday night crew. All right, but you got to remember we're also, right, got a group of folks all listening and watching in right here. Amen. Not everybody uh, shows up on Wednesday night. They're not all a bunch of radicals like you. Right? Come on now. Amen. But, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, pointing and aiming our attention at God. I mean, in the morning, uh, we give God our attention. You know, what did uh, uh, David, one of the, uh, David said in one of the Psalms, you know, I, I'll praise him in the morning, I'll praise him at noontime, praise him in the afternoon, I'll praise him when the sun goes down. I mean, I don't know how many times it was in there, there were several times, you know, you know, a dozen times during the day, I'm going to praise God, man, right? Well, everybody say, well, that's kind of that's kind of radical. Well, why? What's wrong with that? Every, you're just giving God attention. See, not not most Christians don't do that. Uh, they might, uh, you know, they they you know love the God, love their God, in a, you know to a degree. I'm not going to take away from that. Uh, you know, they they're heaven bound. We're not going to take away from that. Okay, they're saved. We're not taking away from that. But not every Christian is known to stop in the middle of the day and just give God attention. And especially when times are tough. When they got a, a, an issue going on, the last thing they do is give God attention. Come on, they're, they're mad about this or upset about that or pointing their finger at this. So just to give God attention is huge. And according to this, it's, it's, a, it's a, a way to, amen, to increase our praise. I mean, you think about the more you think about God, the more you're apt to praise God. The more you're apt to, uh, you know, lock on to what he has to say for you and, and direct, direct you in things. Amen? All right. You doing okay? Yeah. So let's look at uh, Psalm 34 again. Let's see. How far down the list are we now? About verse 8? Is that where we're at? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, that's a verse we all know. We like that one, right? I mean, no, you can do that, right? That word taste and see means to, literally means to perceive and experience. All right, to be aware or an encounter. So we're talking about somebody to taste and see. Literally, not only are you you're grabbing hold of it mentally, but you're literally experiencing it physically. Amen. That's good stuff, right? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man, amen, who trusts in him. Praise God. So the word trust here, most of the time, it, we, we kind of understand that word. It means a, a confident belief in, a reliance or a dependence upon. But it means to confide in, too. I thought that was kind of interesting. That was something thrown into the, uh, the mix as far as the, uh, you know, the uh, concordance that brought that out, uh, to confide in. You think about this. You know, if you're going to trust in God and you say you have confidence in God, then you should be probably, you know, in a place where you can confide in God. Right. Now, I'm just I'm just kind of, you know, throwing this out there. But I think, you know, the more you open up and and confide in God, the reason you're confiding in God, because you have confidence in God. Come on. Now, we as an individual, we we talk with people, we communicate with people, but we don't confide in everybody. That might be dangerous. Right. Right. Amen. And I'm not asking you to confide in everybody, please, you know. Because uh, that could be trouble. But, uh, but at the same time, there are people that you trust, right? You have 
confidence in them that you can confide in them. Amen. And you, you, there's a place of, you know, maybe a, a place of vulnerability. Amen. And we're talking about here about a man, amen, that, that could confide in God. Amen. And because of that, he would uh, not only perceive but experience God on a whole new level. Amen. Uh, one of those words is encounter. He would in, have encounters. And that was something we even talked about, I think, on our Friday night, uh, Holy Ghost and Fire Nights. We, we talked about face-to-face encounters. I mean, the more encounters you... I mean, really, if you really, really get down to it, the people we pray for and the people we're around, the thing that we need to be believing for them is just encounters. Face-to-face encounters where they, where they connect and they can begin to open up with God and trust God enough to, to begin to confide in God. And now pretty soon all of a sudden there's a new, a new level of relationship there. And the more uh, people around us are face-to-face encounters with God, the more they change. And we're sitting over here straining to get them to change and doing this and sticking that and kicking this and moving that and hitting that and pushing that and pulling that and wondering why they never change. And man, it's like so much work. And man, just one encounter and all that mess is gone. Wasn't that the same with you? Same with me? Just one encounter with God and all that mess just fell off. And so, anyway, this is, this is a whole new level of praise, just this thing of trusting in God, amen, relying on God, having an experience in God, just because you made the, you, you cross that line, so to speak, to depend on God, trust in God, rely on God, confide in God, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I put uh, 1 Samuel 17 as a reference on this. And, of course, you notice we're pulling everything up, something about David, right? And uh, because David not only wrote about it. See, I mean, we could write a song and not, not mean anything in it because it just sounded good. It sounded poetic and it went good with a song and went good with a verse or with a tune. And you put a good guitar lick in there. That's a cool-sounding song. And how many know we're not looking for a cool-sounding song? We're looking for something that means something. Come on, somebody. See, David, you know, his songs meant something. Amen. I mean, we even knew when David was depressed. He's got a few of them in there. You go, whoa, baby. Dude, you shouldn't have wrote that song. You know, but he'd write that song, and you just about halfway through, the, about three quarters in the, in the song, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm feeling. Uh. But then he said, but then I praise God anyhow. <laughs> whoo, good, David. <laughs> he had me worried there for a minute, boy. Right? Hallelujah. It says, and David said to the Philistine, remember when he took out the giant? He said, you're coming at me with your sword, your spear, your javelin, all your weaponry. You got your own armor bearer. You got a whole army standing behind you. He said, but I come at you. What? Where, this is where my confidence lies. This is who I confide in. I am coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Praise God. What is that? A whole, I mean, that's a whole level of trust. Talking to a giant, nine foot nine giant. 
His coat of mail weighed more than David did. Are you hearing me? David didn't have a spear, didn't have a bow and arrow, didn't have a pistol in his hand. He just got a sling and some stones. Come on, somebody. Well, you know, he's trusting in God here. He's relying on God. He's confident in his God. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Hallelujah. And then, you know, the boy, after he gets done saying that, yeah, you know, like we said, you know, when we took the time, I think that was actually the first week we talked about David. We, we, we read that story. And uh, we never heard any more from the giant. The giant ran his mouth, and David said his piece and took him out. And the word said he ran at him. Amen. I think he was confident. What do you think? Yeah. Amen. He was trusting God there. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, let's go back to Psalm 34. Verse 9, hallelujah. So let's look at him again, maybe just real quick. Raising our appreciation, right? Increasing our boasting, giving God more attention, enlarging our dependency on God. And I'm going to do, do one here. We're going to elevate our respect toward God. We're going to step up to a new level of praise, and there probably needs to be a little bit more honor. How many know we could use a little more honor? Oh, my gosh. Horrible out there right now. People are just dishonorable as it gets. Come on, somebody. And that, but that ought not be you. Come on now, you're a child of God, right? So here we go. So verse 9 says, Oh, fear the Lord, you as saints. Uh, there is no want or no lack to those who fear him. All right. Now, this word fear, okay. Um, let's see here. Let me get my notes here. This word fear means to revere or reverence. Speaks of all respect. And not a respect. If you just look up the word respect, it means things like to regard, to honor, to esteem. Uh, they even use words like uh, devoted. It even uses a word like uh, to authorize. And it just means, in other words, to submit or yield to. In other words, you're giving them authorization in your life. You know, I'm honoring them. I'm respecting them. Amen. Are you still with me? But I thought it was worthy of looking at this. It says in that verse, uh, oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. Okay? Now, I think, let me define it. This word here, saint, just means a sacred or ha a hallowed one. It's talking about you or me. A holy one or a blessed or, or divine one. It speaks of words like uh, eminence or prominence or to be elevated. So he's talking about here, he said, fear the Lord, you His saints. Right? You, there is no want to those who... Fear Him. And the point being, praise God, is that as you gave honor to God, guess what? God's honoring you. God will elevate you and bless you. We can go on and on. We can go in the new covenant, right, and talk about humbling yourself before God. And what's He do? He lifts you up. He elevates you, praise God. Amen. And, and it's, just, it's just a matter of sowing honor, being respectful. Amen. Uh, you know, just, uh, just honor God. I mean, nowadays you get out and people just want to badmouth everything. And they mock God. You know, when you go to Psalms 1, it talks about, you know, you got to guard where you walk, where you sit, where you stand. And some of that mess is, is because people mock God. And you can't sit around and listen to that mess. People mock the things of God. You, got no, you got, don't ever want to go there. Even if you don't even understand it yet, you don't go there. Right? I mean, that's dangerous ground. 
And if, especially if you're a child of God, even though you may not understand every part of it, you still remain honorable. Give respect. You might be amazed at what God will do in your life. You just be honorable to Him. Are you still with me? Come on now. So if we're talking about a new level of praise, uh, one of those things that David uh, was known for was his honor toward God. And he was honorable to God. Amen. And we, we know that David wasn't always perfect. There were times when David got distracted and did something stupid, but then he came back around and repent and get his heart right again. Come on. But he always, man, he, was, he, he felt horrible what he, what he did to his God in those moments because, he, because his heart was to be honorable. And he, he didn't like the fact that in those moments he was dishonorable. Come on now. Nowadays, most people just don't go there. Now, I'm not talking about you people because you people are honorable. Smile or big at your neighbor and say, yes, you are. Hallelujah. But not everybody is. But if we're going to go to a new level of praise, that's, it's gonna have to, we're going to have to elevate our respect toward God. Amen. Now, I put um, 1 Samuel 24 and verse 6. And uh, this was just, remember when he, when we took some time, we talked about when, when David was being chased by Saul and, uh, you know, how David could have killed Saul more than once. Could have just took your problem out. I mean, we, you, you know, there would be, there'd be a lot of the chapters in that Bible would just go away because if David would just w- took him out, yeah. just take him out. We don't have to read the rest of this. <laughs> right? But how many know that ain't how it went? He, the word said that he said this to his men because his men were saying, kill him. What, why didn't you kill him? We can stop running. He said, the Lord forbid, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master. Of course, there he's talking about Saul. The Lord's, here we go, the Lord's anointed to stretch out my hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. See, it wasn't just a respect and honor towards Saul. It was more about his honor toward God. At one time, that man was, was anointed by God himself. I am not going to get in the way of that. Right? I mean, that just says something about his heart, doesn't it? And we're talking about a man after God's own heart. Right? Right. Let's, let's go back to Psalm. I, I got to get to this, this other verse. I just oh, kind of oh, want to get there. Verse 10 of, of Psalms 34. All right. Now, let's, let's go back over the list again. Here we go. Okay, if you're going to come to a new level of praise, you've got to have to raise up your appreciation. Increase your boasting in God, become more attentive uh, toward God, enlarge your dependency on God, elevate your respect toward God, right? Are we all good with that? So verse 10, okay, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. That's an awesome promise right there. So let's look at this thing, this word seek here. Okay, again, it means to frequent. Or to follow after, it uses that word to pursue, okay, which is something we'll probably talk about if we got time here. All right, so to pursue, but it, it means to initiate movement towards, to do for. This one's to do for. In other words, a readiness, a willingness. So when David was moving toward God, it wasn't just about what he could get. There was a part of David about what can I do? 
That's pretty good, right? So it's not just about what I can get, but about what can I do here for you, for God, all right? So I, uh, um, I, I put uh, um, the word, or pardon me, the verse, uh, 2 Samuel 7, all right? And um, verse, uh, can I get verse 18, Kelly, on that? Did I, I probably miswrote it on it. I apologize if I did. Let's go to verse 18. And uh, the whole psalm here, is, uh, this whole uh, chapter uh, is about when um, uh, David um, approached uh, Nathan, the prophet, and what he said to, to Nathan was, he says, this is now the chapter right after the Ark of the Covenant's in town, right? But the Ark of the Covenant is in a tent, okay, a tent of meeting. So it's just basically like canvas is around. Uh, so the, the, the place of meeting, the, 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 the house, so to speak, is now a tent. And David is, is looking at that. I don't know how it all went down, but all I know is he's, he goes to his house after all this stuff's gone down. And he's looking around his own palace and thinking, you know, he's living good and he's got a beautiful home and man, my my I got I mean, my got fancy walls and fancy furnishings and all this. And so he brings the prophet to him and he goes, you know, I'm in a beautiful house, but I want to build a house for God. I want to build a house for God, right? I want to do something for God. See, this is the same thing. Remember Mephibosheth? Do you guys remember that? The whole thing with Mephibosheth, it was, uh, you know, Jonathan's son, you know, was in hiding, you know. But David, one day, all of a sudden, David just has that moment. He's thinking, is there anybody from the house of Saul and Jonathan that I can show covenant kindness to? Is there anybody I got this in me. I want to bless somebody. I want to, I want to do something for them. And everybody's looking at him like, okay, well, uh, well, there's one son that we know of. You know, he's in that hole in the wall, low to bar city, you know, over there, that armpit of, of Israel or whatever, <laughs> wherever it's at. Amen. This, that, you know, that dumpy place, there's that boy in there that's kind of, he's been lame since he's been a child. His name's Mephibosheth. What a name. Well, bring him here, right? What's he, I want to do something for him. Y'all remember that? And he tells him, listen, everything that belonged to your grandfather, everything that belonged to your dad, it's all yours. But you ain't going to need it. Because all the days of your life, you're going to sit at my table. I'll take care of you. Amen. I don't know if you know the whole story. There was a whole thing that happened with, you know, uh, you know one of uh, uh, David's sons, the whole thing when he basically left, and uh, his son just made a mess and a mockery of him, and, and um, Mephibosheth didn't go with David, and there's a whole story behind all that. But in the end, when he meets back up with David again, and uh, David asked him, he said, why didn't you, why didn't you come? And he said, well, I was tricked. They told me they were going to go set up a horse for me, and they didn't do it. So I'm stuck here. He said, but you're here now, and I'm here with you. And, and David goes, well, you and uh, Zebok can have all your land. All He says, 
Zeba can have all of it. I don't want any of it. I I'm here with you. I'm with you. I ain't going anywhere. I'm right where I want to be. Amen. But all that came out of a man, started with a man that had this willingness to do something. Right? Now, this man, let's go back to the original story here. This man wants to do something for God. I want to build God a house. Well, so he says, tells the prophet that's what he wants to do. And the prophet of God says, man, God's with you, David. Go do it, right? He's thinking, man, that's, you know, go ahead. That sounds like a winner. Go build God a house, right? Sounds right, right? And, uh, but God talked to Nathan that night and said, now, uh, just, uh, you know, let's just hold up. But he said this. He goes, this is what he said to Nathan. This is what God said to Nathan. I want you to go tell David, you want to build a house for me? He asked the question, you want to build a house for me? I've never had a house. As long as the ark of the coming, he goes, goes back. Since that, it's came out, uh, since they all came out of Egypt, I've been nothing but, you know, tents. And it, it was a singing God that went, you want to build a house for me? You want to know why David was a man after God's own heart? Go, go tell him. You go tell him that I'm going to take care of his house, and his house ain't never going to fail, and his house is going to go on. His whole lineage is. Now, we all know the story. David wasn't able to build the house because he was a man of war and he had blood on his hands. Come on. But his son got to build that, and David funded most of it. Come on. Amen. He knew he couldn't do it, but his son was going to do it. He gave, pulled out all the treasuries to go do it, and most agreed to this day it was in the billions to build a house. Anyway, that's a whole other story. But anyway, that's quite a house. But anyway, so he says, listen, you want to do that for me? Let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to take care of you and your family. Your, hands, your family's always going to stand, right? And remember, through that household, amen, all through that lineage, come on, somebody, part of Jesus, you know, lineage there. Come on, right? Anyway, just something to worry, think about, amen. But the point is, if you go back to that verse 10, he says that um, you will not lack any good thing. You won't lack anything, okay? So, I look at, and I, I don't know if I read that. Did I read that verse? I probably didn't read Did I read that verse 18? I think I just talked through it, and I didn't read it, did I? Did you all read it while I was up there? Okay, good. All right, anyway, verse 10. Anyway, let's go back to verse 10. The young lions lack and, the, and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. And that word seek again means to initiate movement towards in order to do a readiness or a willingness to do. Amen? So my question to you when was the last time you increased your willingness to do something for God? Just your willingness. You know what I mean? I think about, you know, he was just willing. This is what I want to do. Amen? Uh, and I always think about, you know, sometimes it's hard to, you know, you always got to, you know, strain and get somebody to do something or to help or to do or to be, uh, and, you know, come on. 
you got a core group that's, that has no problem, they do it, but, but you got a big group of people nowadays that just, they just don't want to do anything, don't ask, don't push, don't whatever, come on. We're talking about David said, I want to build you a house. That's pretty big. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know. When I read that, I don't know, maybe it didn't do anything for you. But when I read that, and I just, when I was reading through that, and I could see the heart of God when he said, you want to build me a house? You want to do that for me? I've never had anybody offer that to me. So anyway, man, I, nobody's ever offered that for me. And you want to do that for me? Man, am I going to take care of you? Right? And that's the thing. You, you won't suffer lack. You won't lack any good thing. You won't fail. That, that word also means to, 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 to not fail. You not only will not want, but you're not going to fail at any good thing. Just think about that. A willingness uh, to uh, a readiness, a willingness to just put yourself out there and do something. Amen. And again, I'm not I'm not handing any uh, sign up sheets. Be cool, stay cool. It's all good. But I just think sometimes if you're going to talk about a, a level of praise to in, you know increase in a level of praise, there ought to be a little bit of a willingness in you and a readiness. Amen. To step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Come on, somebody, to be able to do something. Amen. And there's a lot of things that we can do that sometimes ain't always a lot of fun, but, but you do it as unto the Lord. Come on. And, and as a result of it, God always takes care of you. Come on. I got some of you folks in here. I know, like I said, I know who I'm talking to tonight. I got my Wednesday night crew in here, and most of you wear more than one hat. Come on. You do this and take that off, put the other one on. You do this. And I get it. Okay, I know who I'm talking to. Uh, but not everybody's that way. Come on, somebody. I said, not everyone's that way. Come on. And uh, so to me, it's a, a whole new level. Praise God. Praise God. So now, okay, so a new level of praise. Can we talk a little bit about a new level of pursuit? Can we handle that? Okay. And we're going to go to Psalm 63. I know I'm kind of shifting gears, but I was just thinking that when, when you think about David, praise and pursuit are just hand in hand for him. He just... He's always going after God and always going to praise God. And uh, we just see it through the Psalms. And most of it, we're just going to hang out in the Psalms a little bit. Uh, it says, uh, Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land uh, where there is no water. In other words, early will I seek you. Amen. I'm going after you, right? So now a new level of pursuit. Okay. If we're going we're gonna to increase our pursuit, and really, it's it's really a part of that praise thing. It really kind of they go hand in hand, um, but you know you're going to have to be willing uh, to uh, seek God early. Now, you know I got to get through this because you won't come back next week if I tell you I'm doing talk about this next week. No, you might. But anyway, uh, it says early will I seek you. You know if we're going to talk about you know somebody that's you know laying down their life for the Lord and, and in pursuit of God, wanting more of God, uh, then one of those things that has to happen is we're going to have to pursue God. We're going to have to amen, think pursuit, go after God, right? So the word early means at dawn or to do something betimes. It says betimes, okay? Because so I kind of like, what, what is that? It's like old English or something. Uh, but it just means in good time or right time, befitting or an opportune time, okay? So 
you know, to me, uh, early in the morning is, is key, okay? Uh, pursue first, okay? Now, I understand everybody's got different kind of schedules. I get it. So, uh, so that's why I think when you kind of look at that uh, be times, that, that uh, you know, what's opportune or be, or be fitting or fitting time, you have to find out what that is for you, okay? Does that work? But you're going to have to seek him, though, right? You're going to have to go after him. Amen. So early, right, early, uh, I will seek you early. In other words, I'm in pursuit of you. I'm going to start my day right. Amen. I got here for whatever. This is somebody said this one time, and I kind of stole it. Uh, but it, it, they said this, give God what is right, not what's left. So I took it. I can't even remember who said it now, so I've said it enough myself. So there, I've, now it's mine. But the point is, Amen. Amen. Give God what's right. Okay? And that's what we're talking about. So that's why a lot of times, you know, you want to do it early because you're more apt to give God what is right and not what's left. See, a lot of times we just give God the second skimmings. Come on. You know, right before we go to sleep, oh, God, I'm going to tell you a little. Oh, that did something. I wouldn't call that really seeking, right? Come on, right? That's snoring, right? Come on, right? It's a little different word there. Yeah. Amen. So that's why, you know, when you see when you get wait till you're all tired and wore out before you finally go after God, then, you, you know, there might, you're probably not going to give him your best. Come on. So that's why part of that early, that's what it's referring to. All right. Still with me? Yeah. Amen. I, I kind of wrote this down and, you know, whatever. But any step toward God uh, is a step in the right direction, though, right? So Anytime you're doing it, it's great, so I'm not going to take away from that. So we want you to seek God anytime you get. But if you just, uh, it just it seems like to me uh, it's always better when you do it early. You're more apt to give him kind of your all. Amen. Praise the Lord. One brother said, I can't have a hard time in the morning getting out of bed. Uh, you know, and, and so he, what he did, he went and he would sit on the, he'd get up and go sit on the edge of the, of the uh, tub because the tub was cold and it would keep him awake. So he would, you know, get, get accustomed to it. And, and it does take some discipline, right? I said it does take some discipline. And, uh, but if you, if you discipline yourself to do it, you know, one brother said, if you discipline yourself enough, pretty soon you delight in doing it. So it does take some discipline. But then you move into a place of delight. I thought that was good, right? Now you delight in doing it. And I know for me, you know, uh, when I started, uh, you know, maybe it took a little while, but pretty soon, I mean, I, I, I can't even think of doing anything different. Okay, so now you delight, and then uh, ultimately, uh, you know, it, it turned, you know, turned into some great things. You know, you get some results, you get some answers, you get uh, some clarity on things. Amen? Uh, can I hear a big amen? Amen. amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, let's see here. Uh, I put Psalms 84 and 2, didn't I? My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Amen. Uh, that's David. I mean, this guy is just going after God, right? All right. So, we, you know, early will I seek him. Amen. I'm going after God. Amen. Everything in me. And that, this uh, Psalm 63 again said, my soul thirsts for him. My flesh longs for him. Amen. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Even though it takes a little, little bit of discipline, praise God. Pretty soon it ain't long, amen, you're moving to desire and delight, praise God. Pretty soon you're doing it, you're loving it, and you're getting all kinds of results, praise God, and it's worth it, amen. It is. Praise the Lord, amen. I, uh, you know, um, it, it's hardly ever, 
uh, a morning now that I'm not, you know, either getting an answer for something or clarity about something or direction for something. You know what I mean? And, and just a verse or something that jumps at, and all of a sudden it's like a whole new insight about something uh, that helps out. And it's like it's just every day. So to me, it just, you just, you know, do it. Keep going and just discipline yourself to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for all the enthusiasm. All right. So Psalm 63, verse 2 uh, says this. So I have looked for uh, you in the sanctuary. Amen. Talking about the house of God. I looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. So if we're going to talk about a new level of pursuit. Now, again, I know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to my Wednesday night crew, the bunch of radicals. You're all here on a midweek. I understand. I know who I'm talking to. But I'm also talking to a bunch of people right now on the Internet. Come on, somebody, right? Come on. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm not saying anything. But I am saying this. If you're going to step up your game in the area of pursuit, you better start loving the house of God. You got to come to the house of God. Amen. You come to the house of God. Amen. You, you fellowship where pursuit is promoted. Does that sound right? Where you're, where per this, like that's what we're doing. We're, we're promoting pursuit. Well, you're probably not going to get that watching television. Well, maybe it might depend on what you're watching. But the point is this, amen, the idea is you want to be in a place where there's fellowship, you can connect, amen, be prodded to go higher, amen, where you can more apt to see God move, more apt to get a word, to get something right. The house of God's important, praise God. David said this in Psalms 122, amen. Uh, they said, hey, let's go to the house. And, man, I was glad. I was say, whoa, let's go. Come on, right? I was glad. I wasn't sad. I wasn't depressed. I mean, some people say you need to be in the house of God. Oh, man, I don't know. I don't want to go to the house of God. Oh, God. Oh, man, you got to, uh, David was glad. Amen. He said, let's go to the house. Let's do it. Let's go hang out with God. Let's go hang out with God's people. Come on, right? I mean, one of those things we talked about on Sunday, you know, about distractions, you know, you got to guard who, uh, you know, who, you, who you're connecting with, who you're friending. Come on, right? Come on, and, and uh, you know, that's why you, you come to the house. Well, in the house, it's all them boring people. Well, you don't, you don't know the people I know. They're a bunch of radicals. You got to watch them. They're ex they get excited and shout hallelujah and stuff like that. Oh, man. But you get around them, you know, I mean, pretty soon, it don't take long. You hang out with that group, and pretty soon, you know, in a matter of, a, you know, couple services, and the next thing you know, you're talking like they are. You know, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen, brother. Preach it. Come on. David was glad. Amen. He wasn't sad. He wasn't mad. Amen. He was glad. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, I love the house of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's, of course, I kind of skipped through some of that. But anyway, I, I love the house of God. Verse 3 uh, of Psalm 63. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And that just uh, means the fat or abundance. Okay, so increase. And my mouth, everybody say mouth. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Praise God. Amen. How many know you got to get your mouth as an ally and not working against you, right? So one of those things we're going to talk about, you know, a pursuit, a part of it is you got to get your mouth working for you, not against you, praise God. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, the word praise here in the first, in verse 3 there, 
Um, it means to address in a loud tone. Actually, if you look up praise, uh, you know, in a concordance or something, you're going to have like a dozen different uh, words. Uh, English just puts praise, and, you know, and, and, uh, but there might be a dozen different Hebrew words uh, that, 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 that are talking about. So sometimes it pays to do a study on, on all those words of praise and what it means. And this one uh, means to address in a loud tone, to pacify or appease by words, or to speak triumphant. And then if you go down to verse 5 and it says, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips, that word means triumphant lips. So the reason it's so joyful is because they're saying triumphant things, victorious things, positive things. Come on, somebody. Talking about victory, talking about moving forward, talking about taking the land, talking about conquering, overcoming. Amen. I'm praising God. Hallelujah. Look where we're headed. This is what's going on. Are you still with me? Hallelujah. So get your mouth working for you. Praise God. Create an atmosphere. Amen. Uh, that's conducive for God to move. Amen. And uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, oh, your mouth can be your best friend or your worst enemy. That's why in Psalms, uh, let's put Psalms 141. I know I skipped one there, but Psalms 141 just says, uh, uh, you know, uh, put a, a guard over my mouth and a watch over the doors of my lips, I think is what that one is. Amen, right? Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth and a watch over the doors of my lips. Well, I believe that was even David that said that. And so, you know, why, why do you say that? Well, because you want your mouth working for you and not against you. So I just thought that was worthy of that. And we could do a whole message on just the power of our words, and uh, that's not what I'm going to do today. All right. So anyway, uh, back to Psalm 63. Let's go down to verse 6 now, right? When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Now, all this talking about is meditating. Amen. It means to turn or revolve before the mind's eye. It talks about your imagine, using your imagination even, Okay. But it means to reflect on it and literally to mutter it. So you're reflecting on it, looking at it, and muttering it. In other words, you're, you're using uh, your mind's eye as you take things before. And I love this uh, because all he's saying is this. Not only to you get your mouth right, you got to get your head right. you got to get your head thinking on the right stuff. Right? Now we're talking about, you know, pursuit, moving forward, and then ultimately, you know, it's a level of pray. Everything all connects. But the bottom line is you got to get your mouth talking right. You got to get your head thinking right. And so in this particular text, he's talking about guard where you set your attention. Praise God. Are you hearing me? Uh, if you look at, let's see, in that same verse, verse 7, actually. Okay, I don't know if that's what you got up there. That's what you got. All right. He says, because you have been, past tense, my help. All right, so he's talking about something that God's already done, okay? So part of it is putting your attention on what God has already done, knowing what he can do for you, right? Now, it's just, it's just key about when you, what you think on, all right? Um, uh, Psalms, uh, did I give you like 78 or something like that in verse 42? In this text, he's talking about they, how they limited God, but they said this is how they limited God. They did not remember his power the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. In other words, they forgot about what God had just done. So then they, they got locked on, they got distracted by everything else going on. They forgot what God had already done. He's saying, listen, if you just kept your attention on the fact that what I've already done, you'd know what I can do and what I will continue to do. 
but you, you, your attention got all caught up thinking uh, we're without, we don't have enough, I might as well go back, you know, uh, you know, go back to Egypt, you know, I wish I was dead, all them no dumb statements they were saying. Are you still with me? All because they had their head wrong. So the word said then they limited God because their head was in the wrong place. All right, back to Psalm 63. You doing okay? Am I boring you tonight? All right, we're just about done here. Hallelujah. Verse 8 says, My soul follows close behind you. In other words, pursues you. Uh, Literally means to pursue hard, uh, to catch by pursuit. I think even the Amplified will bring up uh, some of that. I didn't necessarily pull that one up, but, uh, uh, but it literally means to be joined or to stuck to uh, because of pursuit, heavy pursuit. You're such pursuit, you're literally, if God would just slow down in a second, you'd be bumping into him, okay? So, uh, but, so we're seeing here where we're maintaining God as our source. That's what he's referring to here. Follow close behind you. Your right hand then upholds me or sustains me, all right? So the point that I, I, I like to think about this, and just, just kind of throw, there's a lot of stuff we can say about this verse, but the one that I say is that, man, keep God as your source, all right? So when you're talking about pursuit, that's, that's got to be a part. He's got to be your source, all right? No matter what's going on, uh, it, the temptation is always to, to lean on this and lean on that and lean on your own strength and maneuver and manipulate the, the numbers to try to make it work. And, and we could do that all day long, but it becomes such a strain and, and a lot of struggle and a lot of heartache and headache and all that kind of mess. But if we just keep God as our source... Right? Keep God as your source. And then let God work, work you through all this. I mean, you might, you might be straining at this, and the whole time God says, forget about that. We got another plan for that. Right? Right? And in the meantime, you might have wasted a whole day or a week or a month trying to maneuver and manipulate this thing to make it work, and God said, I had a whole other plan for that. That's why you make Him your source, Right? So, again, there's a lot we can say out of this verse. This verse is really a powerful verse. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think that's enough said for tonight. And let's just do verse, uh, the last little bit here. Verse 9, but those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. That doesn't sound like good for anybody there, does it? It's like, woo, mercy. Let's see, yeah, kill him. Anyway, verse 11, but the king. Everybody said the king. He said, but the king shall rejoice in God. So what, what? Those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. In other words, the king is not getting off the throne to chase a fool or to chase his enemy. And I just it's, it's, it's worthy of noting. You are royalty. We're closing with this one, so just relax. You're royalty. The Word says you're kings and priests under the new covenant. Chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy, holy people, right? That's you. That's you. Peculiar people, it says in the old, uh, old King James, which is it's, it's accurate because some of you are real peculiar. <laughs> but anyway, right? Anyway, the point is, amen, you're royalty. So here, here comes the distractions and everybody saying this and doing that. And if you don't watch it, you step off the throne, so to speak, and you chase after a fool. And the whole time, 
take your place as royalty. Amen. And really in context, what it's talking about is just keep, keep your confession right. Say the right things. Amen. Take care of us through a, a confession of faith or a declaration or, or uh, the word calls it or the, the concordance calls it a covenant acknowledgement. And it's just something to think about, okay? And I think it's worthy of this. We're talking about pursuit because what the enemy wants to do is knock you off your pursuit. Knock you off your, your, uh, your wanting to praise and, and step up a new level. He'll do everything he can and knock you off that. And so he, he'll distract you with this and with that. And, you know, here comes the enemy to do this. And the enemy wants to do this. He says, listen, just, just make your declarations, praise God. Sit on that throne like you belong, amen, as, as, as royalty in God. Amen. Be the child of God you're called to be. Amen. An overcomer, a conqueror, praise God. Hallelujah. Be who you're called to be. Accept who he's made you to be. And again, we're on Sunday's messages. But, you know, praise the Lord. Don't forget who you are. Amen. And that's really what happened. And that, I thought that that verse was worthy of looking at. He said, because remember, David wrote this before he was even sitting on the throne. But he was already anointed as king. The point is, he received who he was before anybody else even saw it. He declared, but the king... That's me. I'm going to rejoice in God. I'm going to make my declaration by Him. Amen. That's what it means when everyone who swears by Him shall glory. And the word swear there, you think it means like cuss? No. <laughs> and the king shall cuss. No. <laughs> no, that's not what it means. This is just wild. I mean, it means this, to seven oneself. Huh? doesn't even sound like proper English. To seven, like the number seven, to seven oneself, which means a completeness, but it means to repeat a charge or declare seven times. Well, what's that mean? Well, that means that's what he just said, stayed on the throne, made his declaration. All this is coming. doesn't matter. I'm an overcomer. All this is going on. I'm a conqueror. I'm an overcomer. Amen. I'm victorious in Him. I'm triumphant. Amen. Right? I mean, it's just what I'm saying. So, I'm the king. I know who I am, and I know what I'm called to do, and I know what I'm not called to do. So, anyway, did you get something tonight? Yeah. Boy, we did a lot, didn't we, tonight? Wow. All right, why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Appreciate you letting me kind of work through all that. I don't know, maybe we'll talk about a different patriarch of faith next week. Amen. I don't know if we're done with David, but, but I kind of want to at least get that far into it tonight. So I appreciate it. So uh, I felt like I threw a lot out there. So hopefully you took notes or get the message and go back over to whatever. Praise the Lord. If you talk fast enough, you can get a lot said. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Father, we give praise and glory. We're thankful, Lord God, uh, for an ear to hear tonight, a heart to receive. Thank you, Lord God. Amen. For in, in putting into us those things, uh, these principles tonight. Thank you, Lord, for a people willing to, to step up their game, so to speak, in a new level of praise, in a new level of pursuit. Praise God. And I thank you, Lord God, for their hearts. I thank you, Lord, hallelujah, that all that you began, all that you're doing, and for all that you're about to do, and for that we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.